Today sees the start of this year's Art Walk Porty. The official launch took place late yesterday afternoon on a rather blustery showery day, just outside the boatyard on the prom. There's been an installation of pictures there for the past few days, more on that later. I went along to speak to some of the people who've helped make this year's event actually happen, and I started by asking curator Rosie Naylor if it wasn't a minor miracle that we're having an art walk at all this year. A quite a distanced art walk in many ways, in the sense it's we've decided to do it over three weekends, one in every third week. There'll be various things going on in Portobello, so a couple of beach installations this weekend, and again a couple of kind of temporary works the following time. So what do you mean by those installations? So this weekend we've got Jenny Pope and we've got Jerry Luke Nolan, who are two local artists both presenting work that relates to the potteries largely or to Portobello's industries in some way. But as with lots of the artists in this event this year, they're all very much adapting to the times. So a lot of work is related to lockdown or their experiences of it. So Jenny's work is presenting some sculptures, which is called sea masks. So yes, we've all been getting, trying to get used to wearing a mask lately, so it's that, but it's, but it's also quite interestingly, it's about the, the kiln workers and what they had to go through in terms of protective clothing when they were handling really hot materials. Uh, Jerry's piece is really a response to her walks, her lockdown walks by the sea, potteries or bits of fragments she would find as she walked. So she's collected over 2,000 pieces that she's going to arrange on the beach. They kind of interconnected those pieces, if you like, quite interesting thought-provoking, hopefully, work, I think. When you were first planning this back, what, a year ago, you would never have thought that the pandemic was going to make such a phenomenal change in your plans. How adaptable, therefore, has everybody had to be? Yeah, I mean, when we started this year, we got funding to do some work here that we're not able to do unfortunately to do it was meant to be quite a lot about edible landscapes and about <laughs> we were going to have a big prom eat so we were going to accrue loads of tables on the prom that people would eat at home cooking or things to do with vegetables or things that people had grown to do. a bit like the final item from last year in yeah in a way an extension of that i mean that was kind of yeah i did really enjoy that last year so it was about building on that so obviously we couldn't do that, so now we have an online Zoom dinner planned. <laughs> it's not quite what we had in mind. But the thing about being adaptable, yeah, has been really key. And we've had to, one week you think you're doing it in one way and the next in another way. It's all been very quite tricky in that sense. And of course you won't have the art houses, I would have thought, this year. No, it's going to have quite a different feel, I think, to, to it. And in some way it gets people to see more what we do do in terms of invited artists, I think. So I'm hoping we'll still get a lot of people interested in the event. Well, we're standing just outside the boatyard on the prom and there is an exhibition already installed here, which has been at least in part organised by John Davy of John Davy Photography. Can you just explain exactly what we're seeing? So the exhibition is called Two Places by the Sea and it links Portobello with a town in northern Iceland called Akareri. And there's um, 15 pairs of photographers, one from each place, and they've, each pair has been dealing with one theme. 
of their place, whether it's to do with the landscape or more personal things about um, home life and people inside their, their houses. And then the pairs have been dis discussing how to develop their theme. Um, some of the pairs have worked very closely together and come up with pictures that are you know, quite similar but, but reflecting the difference between the two places. And there's been sort of quite an interesting discussion. Some of the pairs even you know, chose the theme themselves through discussion. So how did this actually all come about? I'm a, um, a regular contributor to a, um, a website called Blip Photo where you share a photo a day. And um, through that I made friends with somebody who lives in Akureyri something like seven or eight years ago and we you know, continued a, an online friendship and she in fact visited Edinburgh five or six years ago and we met up uh, and so I showed her a bit of the city then and so she's a member of a, a photography group up in Akureyri and um, they regularly put on exhibitions and this year is their 10th anniversary and so they were looking to do something maybe a little bit different and so in a discussion back in January we discussed the idea of doing some sort of linked exhibition between the two places and then as the discussion moved on the pandemic started to raise its head and there was some discussion about should we be doing the exhibition about the pandemic and I think there was a feeling from many people that uh, if people wanted to do that they could but equally other people were thinking well let's reflect on different times uh, and maybe look forward to things on the other side of the pandemic so it wouldn't necessarily be about the pandemic although some people have used in you know interior shots and things like that. But how did you go about selecting, because there are 15 photographers from each centre, is that right? That's right, yes. And so the Akareri group, they, they meet regularly, and so they, they had a sort of an existing membership. And so the, the, uh, my, my friend uh, Gunla in uh, Akareri, she sort of asked amongst the members who was keen to take part. And once they had a number of people, then it was a case of finding a similar number here in Portobello to match. And so the group here in Portobello isn't a, a particular group that already existed. It was more a case of me, you know, connecting with other professional photographers I know and other photographers, people who'd just been taking up photography. So there's a range of people here in Portobello in this sort of rather ad hoc group. And we've sort of connected online both within our two separate groups and also between the two groups. Now, I believe that at least one or more of the pictures were actually even taken on somebody's mobile phone. Yes, I mean, you know, this is, a, I think, a key feature of Blip Photo is that it's, it, it's, it's not really concerned about what you use to take the pictures with. It's one of these sort of, you know, I think that's a refreshing aspect of the site. And so quite a number of people on Blip you know, use their, their phone because it's about taking a picture every day. And so very often the, the camera you have with you is the one on your phone. And so that sort of carried over into the exhibition is that people would take a picture with whatever they wanted to take. OK, this will be up for a couple of months September and October during the art walk but what happens after that do you have plans to actually put them online for instance well yes they are online already and um, there's extra details of the online I mean the, the exhibition that we have here is just the pictures and the titles but uh, each person has written a descriptive text about their work and um, Having written uh, the first few, we then sort of thought it would be good to translate them. So our Icelandic friends have translated the English that we wrote into Icelandic and also their own Icelandic descriptions into English. And so the website now contains those descriptions so people can use that. I mean, you could bring your phone down here to the exhibition, work your way along and read the descriptive text. Well, text is actually part of another part of this year's Artwork Porty and indeed is part of a longer project, really, because Deirdre... McLeod, you are actually part of an existing residence, is that right? 
Yes, I have been working with the Art Walk on our residency in Portobello, which um, looks at how we use urban space, um, how we live in urban space that we that is local to us. And the project that I had in mind this year was a, a group piece, um, which became impossible to, to develop because we, we simply could not be working in groups. And so I began to think about what I might do instead. And through walking around in Portobello, just observing how people were responding to being in lockdown and having to distance, I began to think about how we might connect with each other in this kind of this state of isolation. So that produced something called flow lines? Yes, it did. And that comes from looking at people paddling in water and thinking about the way in which it's possible to connect with others that we perhaps can't visit or we can't fly to visit, simply through the, the movement of water. And I suppose this idea comes from my background as a geographer. Flow lines in geography have two meanings. In human geography, they're about the migration, the movement of people across across land. In physical geography, they're about the movement of currents and water. And so I combined these two ideas and thought about the way in which people simply standing in water could be connected to others through that current moving around the world so they, they, they would connect with, with people that they couldn't see. Now what is on show is partly here on the prom and partly around one of the kilns. And what exactly do people find? They find six pieces of text which are instructions or invitations for performance. They needn't perform these texts, they may simply be prompts to their imagination. And that each of the texts, the starting point for the text, is a, a gesture or a situation, um, which is a very kind of everyday thing. So it might simply be the fact that we walk on a beach and we walk amongst other people's footprints or paw prints or the footprints of birds. It might be I've watched people shouting to their friends over distances because they can't be close to them. One of the walks is simply about repeating a walk every day. I know that I've been walking to the same places during March and April and May perhaps without realising it, and this is a starting point for a, an, an observation about the way in which we've been forced to, to be and we've, we've come to be. So each of these gestures is a, an everyday starting point, but I've played with it. I've tried to encourage people to think about how they might enjoy that, that gesture, that action. And enjoyment is something we all really need at the moment, isn't it? It is, and I think this work is quite playful. A lot of the work that I, I make is, is playful, I suppose, with a serious point. And um, I think that is an important part of, of everyday life in cities, the, the chance to, to play in the space that you live in. Can I turn back finally to Rosie Naylor? Rosie, do you think that what has happened this year has opened your mind to what might happen in future years, rather than going back to what has been we can actually move forward to something more imaginative, different a wee bit? Yeah, I think, well, I think, well, not just the art walk, but more broadly, you could say, I think festivals should really look at themselves. You know, they've got an opportunity to, in a way, to think about, you know, do we have to invite artists from a long way away, for one thing, you know? And does it have to be so condensed into one small period, you know? I do think there's a lot to be said for these weekends that have fewer things happening but we as organisers I feel we can focus more on those things we can see the public's response to them better we can learn about them more than if it's just this madness and then there is something to be said for the madness you know I think 
that does add to an excitement from visitors, you know, when they come to something, when a lot is happening. But I would definitely think that we should use this as an opportunity, really, to rethink what, what our format is going forward, or does it have to be the same each year? You know, or is it a few, like, clustery kind of weekends like this? On many times of the year, you know, rather than it concentrating on one or two weeks. Well, the launch of Artwalk 2020 was last night, but the events start in the course of today. So please come along and enjoy them.